This is Womb, the podcast that celebrates the power of rebirth. I'm your host, Nova Cobbin, and on this show, we'll hear from amazing women who dared to rediscover who they are. Women who reignited long-lost passions, took bold leaps of faith, and reimagined their futures in ways they never thought possible. Each week, we'll be inspired by the stories of strength, courage, and resilience. Stories that remind us it's never too late to start anew. There are always second chances, new beginnings, and opportunities for rebirth. So join us as we explore the journeys of phenomenal women who reinvented themselves and created the lives they've always dreamed of. Welcome to Womb Rebirth. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to our latest episode. Today, I am talking to Vanessa Buck. Thank you so much for being here, Vanessa. It's lovely to meet you. Uh, Hello. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Would you like to give us an introduction to yourself? Yes, yes. Well, if you don't know me already, I am Vanessa and I'm the creator of Vision Boards for All and I am a Vision Board mentor. I kind of work with groups um, and one-to-ones, face-to-face and online, um, doing Vision Board workshops, as well as a bit of a self-love workshops as well, to help people visualise their dream life which is the first step to turning your dreams into reality. Um, My own vision board changed my life. And as a mum of two um, grown up kids now and running a beauty business for 25 years, I suffered from illness and loss and allowed my business to rule me. So when we experience life changing events, over that kind of long period, we can often forget where we are heading. And I think it's so important uh, that when we get lost and we're off track, that we find our roadmap again. So creating a vision board really helped me find my vision for my life. It helped me find that clarity, that motivation for me to take action and prioritize what was important. And that gave me that clear direction where I was heading. So we can really underestimate the power of vision boards and it's such a big topic. Um, But when we get that clear vision, we can make better decisions and recognize opportunities that present themselves rather than pass us by. So we get clear, life does become more simpler. So that's a little bit about me. Amazing. Thank you so much. And we will dig into that a little bit. But I want to start with your story, because obviously this podcast is all about the rebirth that we go through at various points in our lives and often more than one, often lots of rebirths as we go through. Um, And you've mentioned a really big one there. You were you ran your own beauty business for 25 years and then decided to change. So where do you want us to start with your rebirth? Like, where does this actually start for you? I think it starts right at the very beginning of having um, your, your your children, because when you, you know, no matter what, if you have a mum, anyone out there who's listening, who's a mum, as soon as you have that, that child, you will, your life will never be the same again, because you'll always have someone else to think about. And um, I think I decided not to return to my day job, which was in an office, and instead continue with my kind of part-time business that I was doing in the evenings and weekends, which um, I'd started a few years earlier to earn that little bit of extra money, um, to primarily you know, my motivation was so I could be there for the kids. So I wanted to build that business, which was in the beauty industry, 
to work around their schedule. So that was my first kind of rebirth. Um, but at the same time, I made the mistakes of letting my business take over my life rather than I control it. And I think I felt obligated and uh, to prioritize my clients needs kind of over mine and I developed that sense of indebtedness in a sense to them choosing me and my service so I kind of would put myself even you know the kids the house my clients before me which led to burnout and illness but I kept ignoring the signals from my body which um, eventually shut down and I was diagnosed with ME which was very scary um, and I felt like I was a, a failure and stress of course did not help this mm. and I think managing my business became even more challenging because I had to pretend I was okay um, and it doesn't show on your face um, and everyone say you look well today when you really felt really rubbish and I think through our life we what we want in our 20s is different to our 30s 40s 50s and as my kids begun to grow up my role as mum obviously evolved they were obviously becoming teenagers and around that time I lost my mum to cancer after an 18 month battle since I worked for myself I never allowed myself to take that time off because working I felt like you know if I didn't work I didn't get paid so I felt I like I needed the money so I was trapped in this lack mindset and telling myself I had no other options and grief of losing my mum made me question and the purpose of life so I think you know through that I had many moments I could have connected with myself but I didn't and I think I realized it was time for change but I didn't know where to start my confidence was shaken um, so however fate intervened because it normally does if you're willing to listen um, and I attended my first vision board workshop which reconnected with myself and it set me on that journey of self-discovery and I began questioning kind of questioning the roles I had taken on and sought to understand who I truly was at the core mm -hmm. um, and that's how I'm here today. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a familiar tale of these big moments in our lives, like becoming a mother. Uh, I'm a mother of two. I've, I've got one who's nearly 19 and one who's still four. So there's this big gap in between. Um, and each time, because they see them almost as very separate events because of the big age gap between them, there was a total transformation in me as I became a mother, because that role itself is birthed when your child is birthed, right? You birth yes. a child and that's a new life. And at the same time, you're birthing a new version of yourself as a mother and you are born at the same time. Yeah. Well, that role is born at the same time. And that does profoundly change everything. Yeah. And I think whilst that's kind of a familiar tale and the, and the idea then of, okay, I need to rethink all of my priorities now, like something else is more important now. How does life look so that I can honor all of the things that I want to honor and, and, and take care of? 
But that's quite difficult because we have to sort of build something up that works alongside that dynamic. And that's not always easy to do. But I really like the idea that you talked about there, which was that you kind of came to a point where you realized already that something needed to change and that something was going to have to happen and that you sort of tapped into the idea of, I need to understand what that is. And I'm going to kind of allow life to unfold a little bit until I find the thing that it is that I'm looking for. So was that sort of a conscious thing that happened or was that something that you just naturally let things unfold? And and that's kind of a mindset that you were always in. I'd known for a long time, and I think often as humans, when we try to detach our head, heart and gut um, and treat them as three different things, I think it's always going to feel out of alignment, out of kilter. Um, I knew I had made sacrifices for my business, so I felt that I didn't want to give that up because that gave me the choices to work with my family uh, ever evolving that I could be there at home time but I knew that it wasn't the be I knew that it, I wasn't necessarily going to do it forever looking back now but I didn't know what I was going to do something just didn't feel right mm-hmm. something somewhere along the line it didn't feel right and it wasn't until I started to see things in a visual way and everyone is different some people journal some people go on a um, fitness regime and and want to conquer particular goals like running a marathon for me it was far more kind of holistic and really getting to understand who Vanessa was because I I did actually meet my husband at 18 and I got married at 21 so really now looking back and with my kids being um, 25 and 22 you realize actually that was quite a young age it didn't mm. seem that young when I was doing it but um that's who was Vanessa because really I'd been a little girl left school and um kind of got married and went to work and just was being a human doing rather mm. than a human being yeah. so I think I knew something was out but didn't know what for a long time So the vision board workshop that you went to, was that something that somebody had recommended to you or that you just sort of came across? How did that happen? Um, It was mine. Funny enough, it was one of my clients who um, run once every couple of years. She did it for charity. Her husband was a meditation expert and um, kind of counsellor thing. Um, And she said, oh, could you put a poster up? And I thought, oh, I like the sound of that. And it was very much when I went along, I went along with a friend. It was just looking through magazines and just getting lost in the day. And I stuck the pictures on and I, I thought, well, that was nice. But what does that mean? Um, because I didn't really know anything about it. And but I just kept looking at this board and thought, well, I don't know what it means, but it had something inside me that ignited a spark. And then going on my own transformative rebirth journey. I, um, I'm looking up here because it's up here, um, is it was all about connection, um, connecting. And from that, I've created my own methodology. And when I work with people one-to-one, it's much more deeper. We use imagery, uh, like vision, 
um, and imagery connection and action to really make it happen. And I feel like I've really, really found my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, my beauty role was very much a process that worked with my family and I loved it. And I love my clients. I've been, they've been with me 20 years, but it did overtake my life. So I was resentful to it. Mm -hmm. When I started taking control back, it meant that I was pouring into my cup I was it was okay to say no and I didn't resent it so much mm -hmm. and I think it was because I gave so much to it that there was nothing left for me that I actually had that resentment and I think that was again rebirthing by connecting with myself with my vision board knowing what I needed to do to fall back in love with it and make it work for me because my version of success will be different from your listeners, you, um, it whatever works for us. Yeah. And I think the thing that I find really powerful about vision boards, and I remember doing one a, a long time ago, and it was, I'd split up with my son's father, and um, we sort of had to start this new life, the two of us, just me and my son at the time. And I remember thinking, okay, well, let's, you know, let's do this thing that people are talking about with a vision board. And like you said, it was a lovely process. I kind of didn't necessarily buy into the fact that I could have that. Yes. It felt quite distant. Yes. Um, and it was actually years later, and I've still got the, the notebook with all of my notes and the pictures and stuff. And I love looking back at it because it actually, I had to revisit it a while later to actually look and go, oh my goodness, all of those things, that all of those things happened, even though they felt really distant. And I think that having, you know, I use metaphors a lot in my work. You know, that's why we talk about rebirth because rebirth is a, and, and pregnancy and all of those kind of things are a brilliant analogy and a clear way of you being able to relate to a process that you go through. And so that metaphor, that visual imagery, I think is so powerful for the human mind. Like the mind gets it, it really gets it. And then it goes out and searches for it, even without you having to do anything. Yeah. And pulls those things in because it's got this clear representation. It is where energy goes, uh, attention flows. And um, there's actually some statistics that 90% of information transmitted to the brain is visual. And if you think of that, 90%, that's huge, absolutely mm. huge. And visuals are actually processed 60 times faster than text. Um, and some people say, oh, I'm not a very visual person and everything, but it's all, a, all emotion, pictures are there to represent an emotion. Everything we do has a feeling attached to it, what we choose to, you know, and so it's what the picture represents, because like a recipe, you would cook a recipe and I would cook the same one and it still would taste different and we could have followed it, but we have our own essence. Mm. it's like a chapter of a book we would read a chapter of, um, of a book and we would take different things from it from our passed down beliefs our um our how we've been brought up how we're feeling that day so what your vision board does is it really creates that emotion and that feeling of how you want to feel in your life and what you want to attract it isn't just about the the big goals it's about it is about that connection. It's about knowing who you are and what you want and how you want to feel. So if you want more joy, we have to 
schedule it because life has a habit of taking over 90 percent of what we do is habits we live on autopilot so we have to make room for it we don't make room um it's you know the same things are going to happen all the time yeah and of course making room for stuff is not just about the good things either right sometimes we need to make room to explore the darker stuff that's going on in us or the dissatisfaction or the the fear or or any of those kind of negative things as well and we're generally really afraid to sort of open that book yes have a look at what the chapter is that's being written right now in accordance with the fear that we're bringing into that chapter or the you know any of the other things that we're bringing into that chapter and I think that rebirth tends to happen when we actually look at the stuff that we're dissatisfied with or that isn't lighting us up or that is creating overwhelm or that is sucking our spirit dry and uh, leaving not much of our essence left, as you mentioned. And tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about how you were feeling about yourself before you sort of went into the vision board world and how that contrasts with how you feel about yourself now. Do you notice a big difference? Oh gosh, yes, definitely. Um, I think before I felt I wasn't good enough. I felt a bit lost that I felt, yeah, I just, it's a, that's a, like so hard. It's kind of now I just feel I've given myself permission to love who I am, my strengths and weaknesses and show myself some self-love and compassion and kindness. And that's why I think I do um, self-love workshops as well, because we have to believe in ourselves to know that we are worthy to have what we want. Mm -hmm. If we don't have, um, if we don't believe we are worthy, we're not gonna go after it. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I think that self-worth piece is huge, is huge. Mm. And, and underpins everything and the trust piece that comes out of having that self-worth. And I think that very often it just takes one small change for that self-worth to start to just germinate. Like you've just planted a little seed and the self-worth just kind of grows on its own, maybe quite slowly sometimes, maybe below the ground for a long time. So you don't see the results. But then there are these little shoots that kind of come out and these little signs of hope that it's growing. And at that point, we kind of gain enough momentum of self-trust to be able to make the next decision that kind of bolsters our self-esteem and the next one, and it it grows. Yes, definitely. And I think um, what, it is, it's about not being afraid to explore. We often reflect, but we don't change. And I think it's, um, and when we are concentrating on what we don't have and what we don't want in life, that is what we see. So it's about peeling back the layers at a time, not always knowing all the answers, but being willing to be curious and be self-aware And is this fear showing up because our brain does like, you know, likes us to be safe? Is it the stories I'm telling myself? You know, can I challenge these? And I think when you are prepared to allow yourself to grow, but with that self-kindness and self-love, I think that really helps because we have to give ourselves that permission 
to explore and because we often reflect we don't change and I think when we keep creating that space either it be micro moments where you just journal um like you know half an hour not put an outcome at the end of it just journaling to give yourself chance to maybe problem solve and find that clarity mm. I think sometimes that's also so important whatever works for you because some people might find going to a yoga class gives them that space some people might find going for a walk uh, will create that space um, so it is about that self-awareness of what stories am I telling myself, I think. And how do you overcome the idea that uh, is often an objection for people, particularly women, I find when I'm working with women, that taking time for self-care is selfish? How do you counter that in the work that you do? And I definitely think when I was doing my beauty therapy job, you know, my kids were my everything and they were, came first you know if there was only one apple I would share it to both of them it wasn't until actually I matter I count and actually I need I should and I must have a piece of that apple too because I cannot give out to them if I'm not feeding um, myself and naturally you hear all the time pour into your cup pour into your cup and and people go yeah 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 I don't have time I don't have I've got to do this I've I must do this. And it's coming from that, that place of lack again. So mm. it's coming from that scarcity rather than abundance. So actually taking 10 minutes out to read your book, which is just maybe five pages, is pouring into your cup, giving you something back while you go on your everyday to-do list. Um, and I think there is, um, I use a technique where, if I was to give your listeners a, um, a tip is be grateful for those little things and concentrate on the bun that abundance rather than lack. If you hear yourself, I must do this, I should do this. You know, who is telling you that? It's only yourself. Would it stand up in the court of law? Um, we often have that huge to-do list that is a source of overwhelm and that helps us to get burnt out and stressed and everything goes wrong. A great tool is to do a reverse to-do list where you write down everything that you've achieved from waking up in the morning, cleaning your teeth, taking the kids to school, putting that load of washing on, making that phone call, driving to work. If you look at it like that, see how much you've already achieved. And when you've achieved all that, you start to feel more motivated rather than seeing this A4 paper piece of paper with all these to-do lists on and instead of concentrating on all the things that you have done you concentrate on all the things you haven't done and then you think I'm I'm not good enough I can't go to bed um, so you're not pouring into your own cup because you think I must I must I must I must I must complete this so it's constantly coming from that lack that stress and life's a journey if we get to the end that's the end you know at the end of the day so it's about enjoying the journey. It's about if we class our, our life as a road and we want to get to Scotland, life is about those twists and turns, those ups and downs, but it's about getting out and enjoying the view, looking out the window. It's time actually today, 
I'm going to go 30 miles an hour. Listen to what your body needs um, instead of 60 miles an hour. And when the kids are on school holidays or things like that, actually getting out of the car and having a picnic and enjoy, enjoy the present because the past has happened and the future isn't promised. So today is the only day we have. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that, you know, we've explored across a few of these episodes, the idea of self-care and and kindness towards yourself and what that looks like in a practical term yeah so I love that idea that it's you know it's these little moments that we pick out and appreciate and actually recognize and value I mean sometimes your your yoga class is just another thing to do yeah I must go to yoga tip um, instead of taking it for what it is because you'd be probably better to put on a YouTube video and do half of it rather than getting there and then meeting up I don't know having connection elsewhere so yeah yes and in fact in our episode with Kate Curtis that's exactly how I described it is that it's just another yoga yoga is another thing to tick off oh yep good been to my class yeah Um, but then so let's talk about because this road that we're on that we're talking about kind of taking a drive down and appreciating the the things that you see along the way but the road that we're on presumably in the work that you do is also around arriving at a destination that you have a visual representation of and that you are heading towards so you're enjoying the journey and the journey can take as many twists and turns as it needs to but also there is this destination in mind um destinations are the goals so they are really the cities I would say that you are getting to that point so um it's also you could use the metaphor of um, mountains so you're always if you're climbing up a mountain someone will always be ahead of you on your journey um but someone will also be below you and it's you're climbing that mountain and often you think oh gosh I really want to be at the top of that mountain where X, Y, where they are, where where Charlotte is. I really want to be there. And it's it's coming out of that striving and knowing and trusting if you're taking consistent action and you are showing yourself the awareness with the love and compassion, the knowing what you need at that particular day as well, but also moving maybe one thing a day to move whatever goal it is you're wanting to achieve be it set up a business be it um uh you know pay your mortgage off early it's about having a plan so that plan is and you because life has a habit of taking over keep tweaking it because and also not to compare because charlotte's there because she might have started five years earlier we don't know how why Charlotte's there but we're constantly striving and striving and striving to get to the top but we get to the top and we go right what's next let's get to the next mountain so it's about trusting and believing if you really know your purpose and you really know your why and you know why you're doing it and and why you want it you can make that plan to create the action to do it because obviously life you have to do everyday life anyway we have to go shopping we have to um, as I say do the housework if we have to make that plan and take that consistent action but trusting and believing it will happen 
because it's all about energy. Energy is emotion and action. And if we are sitting in that low vibe energy, we can't see the possibilities and the opportunities around us. So once we kind of really understand our vision, that will clarify your purpose. Because I think a lot of people don't really know what they love or what their purpose is. Um, and when we do, life does become simpler and more meaningful. So it is so important that vision, that purpose will actually control and make our decisions, which ultimately creates our lifestyle. So if you, someone wants to learn to drive, the first thing they need to do is obviously research that driving instructor, have um, make sure they have enough money, pay for the driving lessons, um, and then carry on going every week. And then they take the test and they have, you know, they've passed and then they, they can drive. It's always about breaking it down. We really underestimate, we make it so hard where it really doesn't have to be that hard. It's those small little actionable steps. And that's why your vision board reminds you, like you were saying, you know, actually it's probably some of the things that you've achieved have shown up in a completely different way, but it's, it's still shown up somehow. So it's being able to be open and not being so fixed on the end result that actually you don't see these little people over here saying, hello, I'm over here, I can help you. Um, so it's kind of being aware, it's having that connection and just looking does this still serve me? As I was saying, what we want in our 20s different to our 30s. We hold on to beliefs and um, rocks and all sorts we carry around in our rucksack to carry up that mountain. Well, actually, some of those beliefs and are passed down kind of what society assumes from us. We don't need to be carrying around with us anymore. We get to choose. We are the CEO of our life. So we get to choose how we run it. And we often think um, we are often comparing ourselves to others, I think. And that's when you get that clear vision, everyone else doesn't matter. And you find that inner peace. And I think I think there is a real benefit to having that kind of um, format where it's recorded what it is that you're working towards, whether that's kind of, you know, you set goals at the beginning of the year in a journal or you have a vision board or whatever works for you because of the fact that often we do achieve things that we wanted to achieve a few years ago, but we forget that that's what we wanted to achieve. And so when we get there, we haven't got the kind of reference point to go back and say, oh, this was something that I really wanted and now I'm here and be able to see and recognize how far we've come. And I think that recognition of, of the pathway that we've gone on and how much we've achieved is so good for our self-esteem and to be able to trust ourselves to go on, I'll do it again, let's do it again. How do you have what it is that you want in all areas of your life as a blend that feels meaningful to you? And I think that when we talk about having it all, I think that's a very misleading concept mm. because we're not literally talking about having it all because that's overwhelming. We're talking about having everything that you personally need to thrive and have meaning and have drive and purpose and love and connection and all of those beautiful things that you were just talking about. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, and that's why 
you know, your listeners' version of success will be completely different to yours and mine. It's tuning into what we really, and that's why we're all so unique and, and the world is so special and filled with so many amazing people and people don't realize how special they are because we all bring something to the table and they often just settle and you just set you know it could be that they love to paint but because they feel that they aren't very good they don't do it because they feel that they you know really you've got to be um, a successful painter but if you really enjoy it that might be what lights you up so that then makes you want walk into work with complete joy because you're filling that part of you up because you're exploring that and letting that creativity come out without any kind of outcome that, that it has to be that you've got to be a success at it or you know you might love writing you'd love to write a book well who says you can't write a book it doesn't mean it has to be published but down the line one day it could be published but it's it's doing it because you love it mm. and and making sure you you do do things and find out what you love because I bet if we were to ask you know a hundred people in the in the street what do you love doing they would all have to think quite hard but a lot of people would say love being with their friends and family mm -hmm. and and a lot of people will say um, when they come on the, my vision board um, workshops they want freedom but we are very lucky in this world that we have freedom now we have the freedom and the choice to walk out the door when we want to get maybe into a car to um, you know it doesn't have to put we put so much emphasis on money that what money can buy but actually today after this call I don't have to sit at this computer no one is locking me to this computer I could go out and walk the streets you know I could go and sit on my sofa and it's those little things we take for granted every day that we can do that gives us freedom we forget mm -hmm. I think Definitely. and and I think it's that when we create that space in whichever form, as you say, be it that in the yoga class, meditation, journaling, uh, you know, vision boards, we start to really reconnect. And I see so many light bulb moments where they love their work, but it's just taking over. And just by once a week going to an adult ballet class or um, realizing that they've semi-retired and they'd love to... Um, have horses again and when she was this particular lady was sitting there saying she had all pictures of horses she goes but horses tie me to my home and and I want to feel like I can come and go as I please and really half a year I can't ride them because we live in such a damp cold place she then had those light bulb moments she could go on holiday and choose to holiday in places where she worked and and um, rode horses so she was filling all her cups. So it really, really amazing light bulb moments can happen. But not all everyone has light bulb moments. But um, I would say most people find that actually it helps them to, they have a goal, but goals are different to setting attentions. And we often aren't showing up for our goals because the stress and overwhelm is stopping us. And when we actually start setting an intention and being present now, we can actually start showing up for those goals. And I think that's the difference. Vanessa, um, 
we are going to wrap up now and it's been such a joy to talk to you but what I wanted to end with is for you to um, give us one thing that you would really like to say to your younger self before this rebirth happened that you would like to tell that version of you given all that you have learned since that point. It definitely would be a little mantra that I still use today um, after obviously never feeling I was good enough and obviously having ME and feeling of failure and having like body not being the average person having injuries and stuff like that in a sense I always now say I'm good enough I'm a success and I can have it too and I believe everyone is good enough whatever that means we are all successful um, it doesn't have to be tied to money we can choose to feel successful here and now and we can have it too we can all have our version of our create a life we love because when we create a life we love and we start to see those opportunities um when you give your vision a path miracles really can happen amazing what a lovely note to finish on Vanessa thank you so much for coming to talk to us today I've really enjoyed your story and I know that everyone else will have done as well we will link everybody up to you so anyone who's listening who wants to find out more about Vanessa we will post those things so that you can link with her and thank you very much for being here thank you so much for having me it was lovely chatting with you and we will see everyone on the next episode thank you very much If you're enjoying this podcast, why not download the Womb app? It's going to help you to understand what a rebirth is and how to have one for yourself. Join in the chat rooms, download the materials and programs and get monthly coaching and monthly networking, all for the price of $6.99 a month. Download now in the App Store or Google Play Store.